0: Hello, friends. How's the year going? I'm I'm pretty psyched. I think this year is going to be really good. I think it's, I mean, in our house, I think it's starting off like a little bit on a rocky path. Um, I think there's a lot of change and a lot of growth like in the winds. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a really, really good year. And what's been on my mind, I don't know if it's on all of your minds but as founders if you're especially if you're fundraising i think we can see pretty clearly that you know winter winter's here and so today i want to talk about how to safeguard your business as this recession gets a little bit deeper a little bit more intense i think that I think we're sort of in this transition period. There's a lot of like excitement for the beginning of the year, but I also think, you know, if you just like open up the news, you know that like layoffs are continuing to happen and a lot of investors are sort of tightening their purse strings. And so in sort of recession proofing your business and really using this winter time as a time to grow, a time to learn, a time to get your ducks in a row, like not not get down or defeated by anything going on in the world, but stay intensely, insanely focused on what you're building, this is going to give you the edge, absolutely. And so today's episode is going to be really, really important because I want to show you how to really understand the ROI in marketing. This is a question that I get a lot from the founders that I that I work with. It's like one of the first things, of course, that we that we cover when we start working together and we start kind of rolling in a plan. But it's also something that a lot of just founders in the community are asking me and. And I, and I can see why, you know? It, this is a time where you need to be really careful and make sure that every dollar that you're spending really is bringing in some revenue, bringing, you know, that there is definitely a return on the investments that you're making. And sometimes for marketing that can get pretty tricky. And so what I wanna to talk to you today, and I have a template that you can download, which is really great. Um, and you can go ahead and you know edit it as you want and use it as you as you need to but i'm going to show you at a high level the easiest way to track ROI for your marketing efforts and is it's a template it's a i don't even know where i kind of found this but i've been using it for many many years and it's called the channel performance it's a channel performance review and the channel performance is going to break down each of the lead generation mechanisms that you're using any way that you're bringing in leads into your business and we're going to track it through to revenue now this requires you to be able to track your data properly and let me tell you if you need to track roi and marketing the very first thing that you need to get through is understanding how to pull all of these numbers you see, a lot of businesses that I um, that I work with when we first start working together, this is like the first thing I need to fix is how do we wrangle together all of the data? Now, there's several ways that you can wrangle together the data. Now, I recommend HubSpot. HubSpot is an incredible way to pull your marketing and your sales and even your CS stuff all together in one place. It's, it's really, really easy. But for most of you, because HubSpot's pretty expensive, um, most of you are probably using like different modalities to market and to sell, which makes kind of tracking ROI a little bit tricky. Because in order to track ROI, you need to be able to track your contact from their first touch attribution. So how they came into your world was the first thing that they saw, or the first way that they started interacting with your brand. You need to you need to be able to track that and follow that lead all the way to closed one and, and, and be able to attribute a quantity of, um, uh, you know, like a deal size quantity to that particular contact. Now, if you're e Shopify does this so great. Shopify is wonderful and they have a lot of really... Um, Uh, easy ways that you can pull all this together, right? You can connect an API with your CRM. So you kind of understand who's kind of opting into the lead magnets and all those things. And then of course, it's really easy to track the, the, the revenue. But, you know, if you're doing your B2B sales and you've got a sales team and SDR and all those things, you're gonna have to find a way where you're pulling all of this together, where you're really understanding who are the leads and then what are those closed ones. Okay, so first stage in trying to figure out your ROI is getting that data together. So if you're not e commerce and you're and you don't have Shopify and you're not using HubSpot, I would recommend um, you, ooh, <laughs> I'm outside because it's such a beautiful day. Um, I would recommend using DataBox. So DataBox is a great way that you can actually pull in data from any other source, and it'll, it'll, it'll create a dashboard. You can, I mean, you can customize your dashboards right there, and you don't need a developer to do it for you. Now, obviously, if you have a developer on the team, they can kind of they can do anything in, in Mix Panel or whatever. But you need the data. So step one is get the data. Step two. Is is getting this template downloaded. So get to the show notes or get to the to the website. You can download this template for your channel performance review. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to start by identifying the ways in which you're getting leads into your business. So there's a lot of different ways that people can first know about who you are and what you do. Some examples are Ads. Obviously, if you're running ads, you're going to want to list all of the platforms in which you're running the ads. Now, I'll do a small caveat here. Obviously, if you're running ads, those are usually quite easy to track, as well, and whomever is uh, managing your ads should be able to help you connect the ad, uh, the ad activity to whatever um, whatever system you're using to kind of manage your sales um, and tracking, like your deals in your pipeline, right? Um, but nonetheless, you're going to want to list all the ads that you have going, all the platforms, you're going to want to put them right there in the, uh, if you please download this, uh, template, if you can do it with me, if you're, um, if you're kind of at the desk, but if you're in the car, you can do this later. Essentially, I've broken down um, on the left-hand column of this template all of kind of some possibilities of ways that leads can come into your world. So ads would be one. Um, You can find new people, of course, through organic traffic. That's a good one. Um, You have uh, organic traffic to your website. You also have organic social posts. You can be finding new people through direct traffic to your website. You could be having, um, you can be finding new people through partnerships, right? So, all of these things you're gonna list out what you're doing. Then, you're gonna wanna identify how much money are you investing in each of these areas. So, in this point, there is some different ways you can handle it. For me personally, if I'm kind of tracking, how much money I'm spending to acquire leads, this is really the money that I put out for the leads. Okay, this is not, in my opinion, this is not your operational cost of your staff. But some, some founders do prefer to wrap their operational costs for their staff in this. So I'll give you an example. Say we're, now ads are quite obvious, how much money you're spending on ads, right? But some people will wrap in, whomever's managing the ads, the cost of the manager you can do that Um, for your organic social posts, right? You can put in the cost of the social media manager, right? Their monthly cost. Um, Or what I prefer to do is just put a cost there for any boosted posts. So let's say you're kind of like boosting posts, for example. Um, I would just put how much money are you spending um, on that way? Because again, In the boosting post, you're not like reaching new audience like an ad, but you're kind of just making sure that 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 post is served to your existing audience, right? So you can put that cost in there. So you can kind of make that call yourself of the costs that you want to wrap into like the overarching uh, money that you're investing for these lead generation channels, okay? Um, But you're gonna wanna put that, right? That's in the, the next column is how much money you're investing and then you're going to want to figure out how many new leads did that channel provide you within a given period of time um the the template that i give you is kind of set up as like a year to date which i think is pretty good because you can kind of just like be tracking like a larger set but of course you can measure however you want to so what you're going to do is you're you're looking at your leads right and in that in that very simple formula, you're going to be able to see how much you're paying per lead. And it's really important, I believe, to have all of this information next to each other in one sheet. So oftentimes, even in the scorecard template, if you've downloaded my scorecard template that I use, it is kind of difficult to really see an apples to apples comparison of cost per lead's I love this template of the channel performance review because it's really showing you how expensive your leads are per channel, right? So it's a really interesting, super interesting way to kind of view everything and it, it, it allows you to kind of glean insights much quicker, okay? So then from there, so we're looking at our, our amount of, of leads, and then from there, you're gonna to wanna to say, okay, well, out of those leads, the leads that came from those sources, you wanna see how many of those leads turned into clients, right? You wanna see how many leads turned into clients, and then you're gonna to wanna, to, you're gonna also wanna identify how the, the deal size, right? So if you're selling the same, like one thing and everything has the same price, it's quite easy to figure, but you're gonna to wanna to add up right from that channel what was the revenue from that channel? And you're gonna be able to understand with those numbers, what is your cost per client, right? Your cost per closed deal from that channel. And when you're looking at all of this side by side, it becomes like extremely clear on which leads are more expensive you know, than others, which channels are more likely to yield an actual customer versus just a bunch of leads that don't convert. And when you have all of this information like tied together in one space, it makes those decisions much, much easier on, you know, what are the channels you should double down on and what should you not be investing in, right? And I think that oftentimes we don't Again, we're so in the thick of managing our business, we don't take the time to pull these numbers together and actually look at them, right? It doesn't take a genius data genius <laughs> to see, kind of, okay, which leads are more expensive and which, um, eh, which channel is going to be like higher converting versus others, and when you're just starting out, I mean, listen, even if the numbers are very small, there is such a power in just kind of like doubling down, doubling down, just kind of trying things, looking at the data, doubling down on what's working. Because as you start to double down, those efforts just kind of begin to multiply because you get better at what at a particular channel. So in the beginning, maybe you're kind of trying to do everything. You're trying to, you know, run ads on multiple platforms, or you're trying to do, you know, partnerships while you're working on an SEO strategy, all those things. And what you'd quickly see in this channel performance review is as you, um, kind of dilute your attention, energy, effort, and budget that you're going to see probably maybe low performance on everything. So this is where I it starts to get kind of fun and you say, okay, let's take a quarter and kind of double down on one or two of these strategies. And then let's see where we're at. Let's invest a little bit more in in this strategy and this strategy, give it a couple months to roll. And we're going to see what we yield. And this template that I give you is the golden ticket to really understanding, uh, how everything, how everything shakes out because really the process of, of gaining traction in the marketing is just this, it's sort of like trying a bunch of stuff, but very meticulously understanding your cost per lead and your client acquisition cost. And you know, the volume of, of closed ones that you have per channel is going to help give clues to what you really should be focusing on. And then the beautiful thing about this, um, about this template is that I have the formula in there. So you can see the ROI right at the end. And you want to have at least a, you know, a, you know a positive you know 3 times ROI is kind of like the golden benchmark that businesses should be measuring themselves against and you want to make sure that all of the things that you do have that at least 3x ROI and then you know you're kind of in good shape but if you if you put all this data together and you realize that you know you're getting really low ROI well that's like a really beautiful excuse to not do that thing anymore okay as as startups just you have I mean listen especially now in winter that we are in with limited resources and time it's going to pay to get really really good at one or two things just master one or two of these kind of lead gen um, sources and 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 double down on them and I will do like a small caveat. So, even if you find that one thing is, you know, when you discover what's performing better than the others, double down on that, focus on it again. But I would keep some other lead gen sources flowing, but just rein in the budget that you're spending on them. So, like a really good example is like if you're really feeling strongly about investing in SEO okay you know uh, but you know the ads are really producing for you I would not stop SEO but that would be a really good place to say where can we cut our costs here how can we do the minimum that we need that's going to kind of keep us flowing with an SEO program and but but not have to invest so much so if 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 I were managing the department and I saw that, I would say, "Okay, well, let's make sure that we always have our blogs going. So let's make sure we keep a you know a really good copywriter on. Um, but maybe let's forego hiring the SEO consultant this quarter, right? And double down on investing in the ads, right? See, these are these kind of this this kind of charts that you're looking at are going to help you make these high level decisions that are the ones." that are needed and oftentimes the one that you're leaning on a marketing director or a CMO to do, but this is what I wanna teach you as a founder to be able to do yourself because in the beginning, chances are you're not gonna be able to afford to have a marketing director on your team or a CMO. It's up to you to be able to do this kind of level of analysis and let me tell you, it's the founders that are able to do this that are the ones that are able to grow because you need to pay for execution. Right, I mean, it's why I do this podcast. I have so many founders, early stage founders, in my community that want to hire me, but it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. They can't afford. They can't afford to hire a fractional executive. It just doesn't make sense. They need to pay for execution, right? That is why I am. I only work with growth startups and scale ups. Ones that have that traction, they have revenue flowing, and they need to scale. That's the time that you build your leadership team. It's not in the beginning. So the only way you're gonna get to the point where you can be a growth startup is if you start to understand how to do this level of analysis. Make love to the data, make love to the fact that you need to understand the data, just like you need to understand your financials. And maybe you're not a financial expert, you don't have a financial background, but you can understand how important it is for you to have a handle on your finances, even if that's not like your cup of tea. Because as a founder, if you don't understand your finances, I've seen this many times. You could come to the end of the year, have no idea what your financial situation is and could be essentially screwed because you've been paying, spending too much money or you've been losing money and you don't understand it, right? You need to understand your finances. Same goes with your marketing data and your sales conversion data as well, right? It's like, again, maybe that's not your your best, like highest contribution to the business, but you still have to understand Uh, those numbers and understand how to action on them as well. So I hope this was helpful. You can grab the template and I I really hope that you do in the show notes. um, uh, And You know you can always dm me with questions as i love i love this stuff because this is the stuff that really is the nitty-gritty super unsexy stuff about marketing but the things that really move the needle right it's really fun to have creative ideas and really fun to make content and and you know graphics and all that fun stuff right videos super fun super fun to be creative but all that creativity is for nothing if it's not performing well. And in order to really get things to perform well, and to give you revenue, you need to understand your marketing numbers. So that's it for today. If this episode was helpful, and you know, any other founder that needs to hear what I'm saying today about knowing the numbers, please take a screenshot of this. You can share it on WhatsApp or text message, or you post it on your Instagram and tag me, and I would love to reshare it as well. Um, I'm here to serve you. Please let me know if you have any deeper questions about this. Would love to answer it in another episode. See you back here next week.